We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince. It's rapid fire time. At time. Ready. Yes. And we're going to go to some listener stuff before we get to the questions that we had here. Because this was kind of brewing a little bit in the chat. Cameron asks, can Notre Dame beat Ohio State realistically or unlikely? I'm a massive Notre Dame fan. They aren't favored for a reason, potentially. And then... RH responded, Notre Dame's only chance to beat Ohio State is to Michigan them, which is basically ram the ball down their throat right at them. Unfortunately, there's no snow in the forecast. Their defensive coordinator from last year was fired. Yes, both of those things are true. You know, you do have a new defensive coordinator coming in, but basically both of Ohio State's losses last year, Oregon and Michigan, they got the ball run down their throats. Their their linebackers sure. really got sure exposed i you know and again now you've got a new defensive coordinator but that would still appear to be you know a successful running game would still appear to be the way you know to uh for for notre dame to have a a a chance in that game to open up the season i think look notre dame has to run the ball i mean that there's there's no way around that they 100 have to run the ball okay so they're gonna have to win the game in the trenches i fully believe that Look, the the defensive coordinator for Ohio State is the same defensive coordinator that Notre Dame put over 500 yards of total offense on in the last game of last season. So, okay, but this is his first game too with this new set of personnel. Is the personnel? In fairness, he wasn't he wasn't coaching in that game, but it was his scheme. His scheme, right? right? It was his scheme. So again, it's just it's a number. It's 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 a it's a point on the graph, right? That's all I'm saying. He's going to have better personnel at Ohio State than he had at Oklahoma State, but it's also going to be game one in a brand new system. Do we really think, do we realistically really think all the kinks are going to be worked out of that defense in game one? Look, Notre Dame had a pretty darn good defense last year. The kinks certainly weren't worked out of that defense, especially in the second half against Florida State. Okay. So I'm just saying, I do think Ohio State's defense is going to be a little bit vulnerable. Look, Notre Dame's going to have to score points to win this game. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. Notre Dame's going to have to score points. They're going to have to outscore Ohio State to a degree, right? And they got to win the game in the trenches. If they can do those two things, they got a great shot of winning, okay? Am I predicting that they're going to win? No, I'm not at the moment, right? But 
Can they win? Yes, of course they can win. And there's a recipe for that. There's also a recipe for Notre Dame getting blown out. So (laughs) you can go either way with this. I mean, there's a recipe for everything. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yes, it is realistic that they can win. Um, But I'll take Notre Dame in the points all day. I don't think they're going to get blown out. I don't. I agree. I agree. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. As we know, fall training camp starts tomorrow. But it's the thick of summer, Vince. Should we actually call it fall camp or something else? Well, I really don't. I never thought of it that way, by the way, until you brought it up. And I really don't think of it as so you have to call it fall camp because you just got done with summer conditioning. Right. So it's different. Summer conditioning, spring practice, summer conditioning, fall camp. And you're preparing for a fall of football. So I really don't have a problem with it, even though the worst part about fall camp is that it's hotter than blazes outside. Oof. And it's terrible weather-wise, especially this week. I mean, it is just oh. like the the you know, last week. It was very moderate. It was like seventies and pretty pleasant outside. Great. It has been hot and sticky this week. And of course, this was the first week, you know, of high school football practices. This you know, fall sports season. You know, so like right. to answer the question, yeah, you know, I I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, I think I, I think you still call it, you know. Right. fall training camp because it is more about you know like it is the fall semester it's about the season that it's attached to i think so as well but you're right man it is oh, it is brutal. unbearable and, you know out there. Uh, let me be the guy to complain here okay the beautiful new indoor facility at notre dame beautiful it's beautiful it's no air conditioning <laughs> okay there's no air conditioning in there so even when we're inside it's not all that pleasant Sorry so just want to put that out there. Uh, so we're, we're not living in the lap of luxury. And th- what they will do tomorrow is they'll warm up indoors and then they'll immediately go outdoors. So we'll be outdoors with them the whole time. And it's going to be hot and it's going to be miserable. But at least it's in the morning, not in the thick of the afternoon. So I will yeah. say that part. Yeah. Like NFL, they just call it training camp. Right? That's true. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. They just call it training camp. Well, in the they NFL. have a ton of different things in the NFL. They got like rookie mini camp. Yeah. They've got OTAs. OTAs. Got yeah, a million different things. So that that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be, that, that's interesting too. Yeah. Okay. Fox College Football tweeted this question. 
yesterday. I have a feeling I know what everyone's going to answer. Right. <laughs> but here's what they tweeted. Who will have more wins this season? Brian Kelly or Marcus Freeman? Go. I mean, is there even a doubt what we're going to say here? I mean, look, again, if I'm just being – I'm, I'm going to be the outside guy. I'm not going to be the fan, right, on this one. Notre Dame, in, in my analyst mind, their floor is 10 wins. They're 10 wins. So I will go worse. You're saying their floor is 10. Floor is so you're, 10. you're locking them in at 10. I'm locking them in at 10. I don't see a third loss there, okay? So I'm locking them in at 10. So that's the floor. So let's look at LSU. Let's go through this. Let's have some fun here, Sean. LSU versus Florida State, game one. Who wins that game? I mean, that's that's a toss-up. It is. I, I agree. So we'll give it to LSU. I'll be nice. Okay. Okay. LSU versus Southern. I'm going to hope that LSU can win that game. I mean, that would be. <laughs> it would be great. But, you know, like, again, we've got the Osbury commit coming up uh, later tonight. The kid from Baton Rouge. That, yeah. that would like if if Osbury commits to Notre Dame tonight and LSU were to lose to Southern. All in, all in the, I just can't stop laughing. It would be great. It would be great. That's all there is to it. So LSU versus Mississippi State. What do you think? Um, I'll give that one to LSU. And it's a home game. I should have said that. It's a home yeah. game for LSU. Yeah. LSU. Well, that's, that's they've got road games at Auburn, Florida, right. Arkansas, oh, and Texas A and M. Oh. I know we're going to oh. go through the schedule, but oh. those are those are their four. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, LSU at home against uh, New Mexico. LSU should win that game. So they yeah. even without Bob Davy, you know. <laughs> right? Bob Davy. Uh, <laughs> so they should be. Let's say they're four zero. So we got four wins. All right, okay. they're going on, on the road to Auburn. Toss-up at best? I'm going to say loss. Okay. That's so, my L. I don't know. Okay. Maybe that's backwards on your screen. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, four and one. So, they're four and one. Okay. Then they go – then they have a home uh, a home game against Tennessee. I'll give them that one. Okay. Five and one. On the road – Although, it'll be competitive, I think. But I think it will be, too. That. I think Tennessee and LSU are in very similar situations, but I think yeah. the recruiting at Tennessee is better. So, yeah. Florida LSU at in the swamp. I don't think LSU wins that game. No, I, I Florida, Florida all the way. Yeah, so that's five and two. Yep. LSU welcomes Ole Miss and the Fighting Lane Kiffins. That's that's a little bit of a toss up, just because you know they've got a new you know Ole Miss has got a new quarterback, but sure you know Ole Miss just had the best season they've ever had last last year and. LSU was six and seven, so I'll go with with the Fighting Kiffins and Charlie Weiss Jr. in that game. Agree, actually. So that's what four losses at this point, or three? I think that's three. That's three. Okay. Well, fourth loss comes here when they welcome Alabama to uh, right. LSU. That's four no losses. That one. Ar- Arkansas is not the pushover in the SEC that they used to be, and it's much in- improved. It's at Arkansas. And I'm going to take Arkansas. I'm calling the Hogs on that one. Yep. So that's. I tell you what, when we went to Omaha to the College World Series, we were in the sports bar, you know, watching some games, and the the Arkansas fans came in 
like after their game or something, and they were okay. calling the hogs in there, and they were doing the whole. That's the first time I've experienced the calling the hogs. It was something, man. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and they'll be calling the hogs all day mm-hmm. when uh, LSU uh, visits Fayetteville. Absolutely, no questions. That's five. That's five losses. Okay, now next game they should win this game. Uh, it is UAB at at home. They should win that one. The senior day. I'll give him that one. I'll give okay. him that one. So that puts them over 500. They're six and five. And then they have to go to Texas A&M to close out the season over Thanksgiving break. No chance. No. So that's a 500 team. That's six and yeah. six. Yeah. That's six and six. And we gave them the toss-up game against Florida State. So there's a chance that they could be a five and seven team. And even if they're seven and five, even if they're seven and five or eight and four, I don't think it's going to be close. I think there's no chance that that Notre Dame. No, that's a great point. Even like if they best case it and end up with an eight and four record, right? There's there's no way. And that is best case scenario, in my opinion, is eight and four. Yeah, Yeah. that's the ceiling for them. So that doesn't match up at all. (laughs) It doesn't match up at all. The floor for Notre Dame, like you said, you know. You said the floor is ten. I'll even go nine. You okay. Know, and it, but that's, that's fine. You yeah. know, again, that's the floor. Right. You know, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah. Yeah. So I, this is a, that's an easy one. I mean, we went through the whole exercise, but that's still yeah, that's still an easy one. That was a good workshop, Vince. Thank I'm you. Glad, <laughs> I'm glad we did that. <laughs> we worked our way through that. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this: We were going to do this question last night. I overlooked it. I guess somehow. you did. Okay. What is the best college football play you have seen in person? Best college football play yeah. you've seen in person. So there's two for me. I thought you were like, I thought you had a drum roll or something there. It sounded like in the background. Well, I think the kids have decided to come down to the basement. Oh, okay. So I'm being very liberal with Somebody. my mute. Yeah, I'm being very liberal with my mute button. Um, no, but so there's two and and neither one of them were good for Notre Dame. Uh, one would be the play right before the Bush push that pass that Matt Leinert threw Jarrett. Yeah. That was one of the best passes I've ever seen because it was great coverage by Notre Dame. Absolutely great coverage. And he could not have handed the ball to Jarrett any better than that throw. I mean, it's a beautiful throw. That's the throw. That's the play that won them the game. I mean, that play right there, the Bush push gets all the, the publicity, but that was an amazing play, in my opinion. The other one was, and I don't remember all of the details surrounding it, but it was the game, the 2011 game, I want to say, in Michigan, where Michigan made that comeback. And it was the, um, oh, that, that, that little quarterback of theirs that was running around making all those plays. And he, he made that one play where he rolled out and he hit that kid in the corner of the end zone to win the game. Um, that was heartbreaking. Maybe that's why it sticks out so much. Uh, yeah. but that was to lose the game. And for both of those, I believe I was standing next to you. <laughs> well, um, see, I thought you were going to go with another one where we were standing next to each other. The UCLA game, the Brady Quinn uh, to Shark touchdown that pass. That's cool. where that would have been my number one, I think, before last year. And I am, okay. I, I know this is recency and the whole thing. Yep. And Toe Jam 1992 said Quinn to Shark to end the UCLA game. We were, you and I were standing at the 10 yard line 
when uh, when that happened. Same spot we were standing in for the Bush push and, yep, yep. and the whole thing. Denard but, Robinson, that was the kid, by the way. Denard okay. Robinson, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go. I've got to go because I said this at the time and I am sticking with it. It was an I can't believe what I just saw moment. <laughs> that Kyron Williams run against North Carolina. Yeah. And I yeah. watched it again today to refresh my memory. And it's just, it is nothing short of incredible that he even got out of the backfield, let alone ran yes. 91 yards for a touchdown. It was a broken play. Yes. It was a broken play. He that that play was supposed to go to the right. And it's funny, somebody in the chat was talking about how, you know, oh, I don't want as much dancing done by the running backs and they got to hit the hole and blah, blah, blah. There were hardly any holes last year. He got swallowed up. The line of scrimmage was the nine-yard line. He goes right. He is smothered at the five-yard line, Yes, basically right after taking the handoff. So he reverses his field. He was probably face-masked, you know, again, yep. you know, watching it today. The stiff arm, boom, comes at the four-yard line. So... So he is five yards in the backfield when he throws that forearm and he's still trying to get to the sideline. He gets to the sideline, five guys, five guys in pursuit as he gets to the sideline. And then all of a sudden it's like, there's Michael Mayer. Boom. And it's like a dragon just blew out of nowhere and, you know, was throwing flames at that guy and lights him on fire. Kyron Williams runs by him. He's still got guys coming at him. Here comes Avery Davis streaking out of nowhere and Avery Davis again if you watch the start of the play Avery Davis was the wide out on the right side of the field he was supposed to be the lead blocker yeah. initially yeah. he comes flying across the field you know sets those couple screens and there goes Kyron Williams for the touchdown it's just my jaw was on the floor the entire time that was happening I just was was motionless and speechless couldn't believe it and it's That's fair it's, to me, it, it goes down as the best play I've ever witnessed live. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, 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 you know, at the mercy of, of you know, recency and all, you know, like I've said right. before, I'm not Mike Greenberg. I'm not, I don't, you know, fall into like every most recent thing is the greatest thing that ever happened. But that was the best thing I've ever seen in person. Yeah, no, that was a pretty cool situation. And it wasn't even a design play. Like it was just a play yeah. that happened because he's a really good player like that's 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 how that went you know what i mean so that was actually pretty cool yeah yep all right fill in the blank it's blank that the saint paul pioneer press is reporting that the big 12 is trying to lure <laughs> minnesota to join the conference if that is true so if this report is true okay it just reeks of big 12 desperation in my opinion just reeks of desperation what does minnesota have that you want so badly <laughs> the the twin cities market i mean the, honestly that's that's about all you get you get a decent sized tv market that is right? all you get out of it from the big Just, 12's perspective i don't know i i don't i don't see outside of the fact that they need members okay i just don't see the attraction of minnesota to the big 12 to be honest but well on the other it, side of it is mean anything anymore so the other side of it is minnesota why if you're minnesota would you leave 80 to 100 million dollars on the table you know in your in your, your payout to go take like 35 or 45 million or whatever it is you know that the, that the big 12 teams are getting right now 
and their payouts. I mean, I can see what to some extent, I guess, why the Big 12 would have some interest. They're trying to get somebody. But again, it's like, like you said, Minnesota is it's it's still Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, you know? like, absolutely. I don't know what I don't know how they benefit the Big 12. And I, I just don't see any way that, that that Minnesota would say, yeah, we'll just leave you know, right. half as much money on the table and walk away and, and go. That, that's the best point. The that's honestly the best point, because they're never going to make as much money in the Big 12 as they make in the Big Ten. They're, they're, there's no way. So they're already on the gravy train. Why in the world would they jump off of it? They wouldn't be like the Texas of the Big 12 anymore. So, yeah. or, you know, that, that's not who they would be. So why in the world would you just keep taking your butt yeah. kickings and cash those checks, man? No, I mean, good point by Anthony. Minnesota would have a chance to win a conference championship in the Big 12, which they'll never have in the Big 10. But again... None of these decisions are made, you know, based on what outcomes on the field, you know, like Texas and Oklahoma are not going to the SEC because it's going to give them a a better path to the college football playoff, right? you know, or, you know, or, or having a chance to win more championships. It's, it's all about the paychecks. I mean, look, USC and UCLA didn't go to the big 10 because they have a better shot of getting in the playoff. They had a better shot of getting in the playoff being a part of the pac 12. Yeah, because of the competition, it, it, it it's money. Hello, yep. no surprise there. Yep. NFL's Hall of Fame game is tonight, Vince in Canton. Raiders are going to play the Jaguars. Meanwhile, HBO's Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions premieres next Tuesday. Which of those two are you more interested in? That is the easy one of the easiest questions you've ever asked me. Okay. <laughs> it's hard knocks and it's not close. Okay. The game tonight, number one, it's like a week before all the other games. All right. They've been in training camp for less than a week. And so you're telling me that they're gonna be there's gonna be a competitive football game on the field when they've had training camp for less than a week. There is no chance. And I also heard that Trevor Lawrence isn't gonna play. Derek Derek Carr's not gonna play. So like why am I watching this game? I just because it's football, I'd rather see the behind the scenes of what's going on in, in Detroit City, man. I that's I like hard knocks. I like the behind the scenes stuff. Don't get me wrong, I like football, but if I want to watch crappy football, I'll <laughs> I'll go watch a scrimmage tomorrow night because there's gonna be a bunch of them around here at the high school level. That I was I wondering where you were gonna go with that. <laughs> so you know, is tomorrow night scrimmage night already? It is like inner squad scrimmage night. Oh, okay. I was yeah. gonna say that's that's early. Yeah, scrimmage night's next week, but but yeah. what is it? Fifth gosh, two weeks from Friday. Two weeks from tomorrow. First high school games in Indiana. Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully it's a little uh chiller outside. Yeah, I you know, I'm kinda I always watch hard knocks for yeah. one. Yeah, that was my um... <laughs> I've done that too. It's all <laughs> thanks, good. Siri. Yeah, but yeah, and this whole Dan Campbell thing, and it's like he's he is an interesting guy, and yeah. you know, but they've they've got they've got some better players, you know, Penny Sewell and and Aiden Hutchinson. It's you know, it's like they've got some guys up there now. So even though it's the Detroit Lions, I, it's like you don't have to be a good team to be interesting on hard knocks. Absolutely. They're always going to find the storylines, you know. Some you know sometimes you know maybe they they go too far out of their way to find some of those storylines, but at the same time it's it's like I'm gonna be interested by what happens on Hard Knocks. I will watch it every night. You know my wife has even 
you know, like it's like the one sports show. It's like, well, you know, I'll set the DVR. It's great. great. And, you know, she'll like, she's like, oh, Hard Knocks is on Tuesdays. And, you know, so then we'll set the DVR and then usually I'll stay up and watch it. Right. And then the next day she'll go, did you watch Hard Knocks? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I did, but I'll watch it again with you. I've got no problem watching it. Again. <laughs> you know? So it's like, that's the one sports program that, that she will tune into is the, you know, pseudo reality show when Hard Knocks comes on every year. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in on that. I will say I did not watch the in season with the Colts last year. I tried to, but okay. it was just like, you've actually got real games going on at that point. I just didn't find the in season Hard Knocks. Gotcha. Gotcha. But in in the the preseason one, there's so much optimism generally that I I feel like it's it's better. But yeah, yeah. Because again, it's you know it's it's kind of like making a highlight reel. You can make anything look good, you know, when when there aren't actual games being played, and you know it's like you can dress anything up. You You betcha. You betcha. That's right. Okay, last question tonight. Odell Beckham Jr. crashed his head coach, Sean McVay's wedding this summer. Have you ever crashed a wedding, Vince? Um, I have not crashed a wedding. I think that's hilarious that he crashed his head coach's <laughs> wedding, by the way. I, God, I'm i going to be like a Debbie Downer again. I hate weddings. I, I am not a fan. If I don't have to go, I'm not going. It's just not... Something I, mean. See, I would think that, you know, like you, it's like free food. You know, you can get some <laughs> get a little cake at the end of the night, you know, I mean, dance a little bit, you know, but mostly the free food, you know, hundred yeah, percent. You're not wrong. I'm very, I, I critique the food. I eat the food. And frankly, once the food is over and I, you know, I get emotional when they're doing like the father daughter dance and stuff like that. More so now that I have kids of my own, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. Once the dancing starts, it's time for me to get out of there. Like I'm, I'm good. I last time I danced at a wedding was uh, August seventh, two thousand four. So that's uh, wow. Yeah, seriously, okay. I'm dead serious. It's not, it's not my thing. I can't even remember the last wedding I've gone to. No, I have not crashed one either. I've never thought about crashing. Great movie one. though. I do, one I of do my love the movie movies. Wedding Crashers. Yes, one of my exactly right. movies. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I heard the story though, like Peter Schrager from the NFL Network, he actually got invited to the wedding and he told the story in an interview that I heard about Odell Beckham Jr. crashing it. And he ended up, I think they, I don't think he ended up getting, you know, put at his table, but they had to find a spot for him. And basically like Sean McVay knows so many people that like there were requirements. Like if you were on the Rams coaching staff, it wasn't a given you were going to get in. You had to be on the staff for like at least two years. Wow. Or something like that. And he had like he had like all these pecking orders of you know like if you were on the team you had to be on. Yeah, narrow, you know, yeah, I think like you had that. to either be a starter or you know like yeah. on the team for X amount of years. All this difference. So you're saying Ben so. Skoranek probably didn't get an invite. Yeah, I don't think Ben got it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he should have uh, tried to crash it with OBJ. So. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a great. I think it's great. If I was him, I'd be like, you know what, whatever, man, let's have fun. Because by the time yeah. you get to the reception and like that. The, where the crash would actually happen, I don't care anymore. Right. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Like the exactly I've already right. paid the check. Like we're good here. We paid. Yeah, I mean, drug. nobody. You know, it's like you don't actual crashing the actual wedding isn't the thing. You know, it's the reception that's the most important part, anyway. Exactly. So. Yeah. Speaking of weddings and anniversaries, I was just you took the words right out of my mouth, buddy. 
Happy anniversary a few days early. Vince and I, well, Vince and his wife, my wife and I, share the same anniversary date, August 7th. So this Sunday. So it will be, gosh, 18 years for you now? 18. 18 minus 29. 29. One year from the big one. That's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so I always think of my anniversary. I'll never forget yours, obviously, but I always think of my anniversary as also the anniversary of our friendship. That's right. So we, we met, met around right that very away. same time. So That's right. 18 years, buddy. Maybe we can tell that story Monday if you want to. <laughs> yeah, sure. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. As we finish up, don't forget, hit that like button, subscribe, rate, leave us a comment. It helps us out. Fall camp starts Friday. We've got a ton of content morning, coming your way. Irish Breakdown. I will see you out there, Vince. Absolutely. I will see you tomorrow morning. And uh, everybody, make sure that you, it will not be this show. You got to click out and then click back in to see the Jade Nosberry commitment and see where he ends up uh, to play his college football. So very exciting. We got some happy anniversary wishes. Thanks to uh, all of you. And uh, thanks to uh, <laughs> old Salty. We can always count on him. Yeah, you two yeah. need a private moment. <laughs> done. So thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, all the enthusiasm in the chat tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, you can, you can feel a different uh, kind of vibe. In Absolutely. The chat. We get ready for, for fall camp to get started. That's right. Vince is doing his his happy mm-hmm. dance now. So, right. all right. So, uh, Vince and Brian, of course, they'll be back tomorrow with a post practice podcast. Otherwise, Vince and I will be back Monday on this here show. So, thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon. Happy Nation Sports Talk. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 